Every game, every team, every angle. Locked on game to game, your team every day. Welcome into Game to Game SEC Edition. I'm Jordan Black. We have a great slate of Week 10 matchups to break down for you. The SEC took four ranked teams into action on Saturday, and with the college football playoff rankings released last week, the top teams are ready to add quality wins to climb into that top four. All eyes will be on Tennessee at Georgia and Alabama at LSU. But Florida and AM was also primed to be an entertaining one. Plus, Kentucky and Missouri battling it out in an SEC East showdown and Auburn and Mississippi State both looking to bounce back after losses last week. But let's start between the hedges, the game of the week. Tennessee traveling to Georgia to take on those Bulldogs, a test to determine who would be the SEC East Division champ, really. Both the Vols and Bulldogs undefeated. Both had quality wins over top 25 opponents. Heisman frontrunner Hendon Hooker has been dominant all year, but facing a Georgia defense that has been stout all year. Let's just say not only was this set to be an entertaining showdown, but also a game with a number of implications. Here's Locked on Bulldogs with the Georgia recap. Hey everybody, Clint, Locked on Bulldogs. Tennessee thought they were going to roll in and take care of business against an incredible defense, an explosive offense, and they hit the buzzsaw that is Kirby Smart and this Georgia team. Our offense was rolling, our defense was rolling. We're going to talk about it all this week because we are going to be number one in the land. And Tennessee fan, you ain't going to be here to talk about it because you off to some other bowl game. Locked on Bulldogs, your team every day. Locked on Vols host Will Kane has the recap for Tennessee. Not the best night for Tennessee football. 27-13, a loss down in here between the hedges to number one Georgia or number three Georgia, whatever. It was a top-off showdown. We discussed it all week long, the things Tennessee needed to accomplish in order to come out victorious and pull off this upset. Tennessee was still a touchdown underdog uh, heading into this matchup, and Tennessee did not get off to a good start. It got behind early. It allowed pressure on Hinden Hooker, allowed six sacks. Defensively, Tennessee did not accumulate one sack on Stetson Bennett, who was really, really good tonight. Lad McConkie was really, really good tonight. Uh, it was one of those days. Tennessee just couldn't find its footing offensively or defensively, gave up some big plays, and Tennessee falls for the first time this season by a final score 27-13. We'll continue to break this down all week long. Uh, Tennessee and Georgia, of course, Sugar Bowl still in play, and 11-1 record is still very much in play, but for now, Atlanta is probably on the back burner for this Tennessee football team still its first loss of the season. So plenty more coming up on Locked On Balls. 27-13, Tennessee is unbeaten no more, falls to Georgia between the hedges. Another SEC matchup we all looked forward to, Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide traveling to Death Valley to take on LSU. Alabama on the outside looking in after the reveal of the college football playoffs. And while unfamiliar territory for Bama, a win over LSU would help their case and keep them in the race atop the SEC West. Quarterback Bryce Young in the Bama defense took care of Mississippi State before the bye last week, while LSU had a key win over Ole Miss before entering a bye of their own. Now, both teams fully rested and ready to improve in the standings. The stage was set for a classic SEC fight. Locked on Bama host Luke Robinson tells us how it went down for the Crimson Tide. Hey, it's Luke Robinson with Locked on Bama. Um, just a gut-wrenching loss, but I'll tell you something, LSU earned that. Alabama, um, as far as Alabama goes, I, I just don't know what to say. This team just doesn't have it. Hadn't had it. Um, 
Bryce Young is doing all he can do. People aren't helping him out. Um, he wasn't on his best game tonight. There's no doubt about that. But this team um, is very disappointing based on what the expectations were and what the expectations always are with Alabama right now. Very disappointing. Uh, very tough loss to take. But LSU deserves all the credit. And what about the onions on Brian Kelly? I mean, going for two there, uh, throwing it to your freshman tight end, um, I give him uh, props. That, that was well done. And, um, you know, this team's got a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. Um, and I don't know how they're going to react traveling to Ole Miss next week. It's going to be tough. Um, you know, this team may just go into a shell. I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. But uh, we'll certainly talk about it on Locked On Bama. Congrats to LSU. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Locked On LSU host Caroline Fenton goes over the Tigers' efforts. What a massive freaking win for the LSU Tigers. Caroline Fenton, host of Locked on LSU. LSU defeats Alabama in overtime. Pretty risky move by Brian Kelly to go for two there in overtime, but it paid off. LSU now holds control of the SEC West. If they beat Arkansas and Texas A&M, the rest of the games on their schedule, LSU will punch their ticket to Atlanta for the SEC championship. A huge accomplishment for Brian Kelly and this entire coaching staff and this team in just their first year as the coaching staff. You can get more on LSU and more on this win at Locked on LSU and the Locked on Network, your team, every day. Florida was on a two-game losing streak before traveling to College Station this week. The Aggies have dropped four straight but went into Saturday's showdown undermanned after the flu made a visit to College Station. A limited squad couldn't handle the Gators' rushing attempt after the Gators put up 291 yards on the ground en route to a 41-21 victory over Texas A&M. Locked on Gators host Brandon Olson gives us the Gator breakdown. The Florida Gators are 5-4. They walked away with a 41-24 victory over the Texas A&M Aggies. And, man, um, that first half was frustrating but the second half florida really just pulled away took away this is one of those games where texas a&m had a ton of kids out with the flu and with injury and it was it was just a whole bunch going on florida won handedly thankfully it kind of went a little down to the wire where florida was winning and then turned it over well punted um horrible horrible clock management for really most of the game It, it, it was rough it was bad but Florida Gators walked away with a 41-24 victory. Now you got to win one more of your last three games. All three are very winnable games in order to be bowl bound in Billy Napier's first year. Blue chip Billy, bowl bound Billy, we'll see. Locked on Aggies host Joey Ikes recaps Texas A&M's fifth loss. It's a similar story on a different day for the Aggies. Aggies lose 41-24 to against the Florida Gators. Hey guys, it's Joey Ikes of Locked On Aggies. And the Aggies put up a good fight offensively in the first part of the game, but just couldn't sustain it throughout the rest of the game as Haynes Keene got the start because Connor Wigman's out with a sickness that went through the entire facility this week, caused another six guys total to miss this game on top of six other guys with injuries and five guys out with season-ending injuries. And that's really the story. Just attrition on this team, combined with being a very young team, has put them in a really tough spot. The defense, again, gave up almost 300 yards on the ground, which is 
it's a significant problem for this team at this point, the inability to stop the run. We will get into all of the reaction to this 41-24 loss as we get through the week. Stay with us with Locked On Aggies. We're going to get you guys the best information we can, the best analysis of this team moving forward. Support us by supporting our sponsors. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Arkansas had a big test in Fayetteville this week, hosting the 23rd-ranked Liberty Flames. Liberty has only dropped one game this season, beating its last five opponents. Now, the Razorbacks are coming off a convincing win over Auburn, where the Hogs put up 520 yards of total offense and sent Brian Harson home. For the Razorbacks to stay in the game versus a talented Liberty squad, they'd need the offense to be just as efficient. Here's Locked on Razorbacks' John Neighbors for us. What's up, everybody? It's John Neighbors coming to you live from Donald W. Reynolds Razorbacks Stadium, where the Arkansas Razorbacks dropped their game against the Liberty Flames by a final score of 21 to 19. Razorbacks played arguably their best, worst, or not their best, their worst game of the entire season today. Offense was absolutely abysmal. It was terrible. Uh, Arkansas's defense did their job, held Liberty to zero points in the second half. But uh, it was 21 to three at halftime, and it was just too little, too late. Arkansas made an effort to come back, but it wasn't enough. Uh, KJ Jefferson struggled, without a doubt, his worst game. But he, came, he turned on, he turned it on at the end. But just uh, again, too little, too late. That's kind of the story of today's game. So Arkansas now drops to a record of five and four. They need one more win to get to the bowl game. But uh, this was not a game that the Razorbacks expected to lose, and here they are. So that's just kind of the way it goes, unfortunately, for Razorback fans. But be sure to tune into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Check us out. Be able to do all the reactions and everything. Find wherever podcasts are found, and we'll see you this week. Two teams that have dropped their last two games met as Auburn heads to Starkville this week to take on Mississippi State and what would be the Tigers' first showing without Brian Harson, who was fired last week. Both teams looking at this matchup as a way to turn the season around with Auburn quarterback T.J. Finley out for the Tigers. Auburn had to find its offense in other places. Locked on Auburn host Zach Blackerby has the breakdown on how Auburn responded. Well, that was heartbreaking. I'm Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn. The Auburn Tigers fall to Mississippi State 39-33 to in overtime, battling back despite being a double-digit underdog on the road, coaching change just a few days ago, and new interim head coach Cadillac Williams really, really got this team to fight, fight, fight. But sadly, it wasn't enough in the end. You hate to put it all in a few plays, but a missed field goal in overtime definitely doesn't help you. A very questionable DPI call. Uh, in overtime, definitely doesn't help you. And a very questionable um, fourth down conversion by State in the fourth quarter definitely doesn't help you. But big story here is hope. Auburn fans looking at hope and celebrating the success of this team through their fight and what they've been able to do in this short time under interim coach Cadillac Williams. We'll be talking about this matchup and what it means moving forward every single day, including Auburn's coaching search is Cadillac on that list now we'll touch on it locked on Auburn available wherever you get your podcast your team every day the Gamecocks in a nightcap against Vandy South Carolina had a rough offensive night last week losing to Missouri 23 to 10 at home the Gamecocks went into Vanderbilt hopeful as Vandy has yet to ink a win in the conference 
While the Gamecocks sit in the middle of the SEC West, they're using this as a get-back game. Locked on Gamecocks, Andrew Lyon breaks this one down from Columbia. The South Carolina Gamecocks got a much-needed bounce-back victory as they defeated the Vanderbilt Commodores 38-27 to in Nashville, Tennessee. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Lyon, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, checking in with all of you after the Gamecocks got a much-needed shot in the arm. Obviously, they were coming off such a gut-wrenching loss to the Missouri Tigers from this past weekend. And a lot of people had a lot of question marks, including myself, really, on how this team would show up in a game that, you know, could have maybe snuck up on them. And the Gamecocks, for the most part, responded to the challenge. The offense went out there, shared the football a lot tonight, despite the absence of Marshawn Lloyd, managed to get enough drives going, especially in the first half, ironically enough, and score some points at the same time. Defensively, the Gamecocks forced four Commodore turnovers, and yeah, the rush defense did not look so hot tonight, but again, they did just enough in order to secure a much-needed victory. The Gamecocks are now bowl-eligible, sitting at 6-3 and three on the season. We'll take on the Florida Gators on the road this next weekend. I'm Andrew Lyon, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, signing off for now. You'll hear more from me in the coming days. And that brings us to the end of another wild week in the SEC with seeding in the conference and the college football playoffs so close, there's no room for error. With every win and loss, the Locked On Network's local experts will be here to break it down for you each and every week. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Jordan Black, and we'll see you next time right here on Game to Game SEC.